Making it last is all I care to do You loving me I loving you Mothers and fathers Husbands and wives It's time for another conversation. Welcome to Making It Last. And as I'm sure you can see in the background, you're seeing a Christmas tree. It's the season. It's the holiday season. And some of us dread that season. Some of us look forward to that season. So we're going to be unpacking just how to survive the holidays. This is all about helping us to have better relationships, not just with ourselves, with other people. And I'm Noreen Gale. And to unpack that topic with me is Chrisanne Gale. Who is Chrisanne Gale? Chrisanne Gale is a junior psychology major at Northern Caribbean University with a minor in communication studies. Welcome, Chrisanne. Hi, Miss Daly. Thank you for having me. Why psychology? All right. So I have this goal of helping people to improve the quality of their lives. And I feel like the best way to do that, it starts in the mind with how you think. And of course, with how you think, it changes into your attitudes, your behaviors. And of course, it influences our relationship with ourselves and with people. Which ties right into what this podcast is about. So, surviving the holidays. And for some people, as I said in the intro, it's a dreaded period. And for others, it isn't. But for those who might actually dread the holiday season... Why do you think people dread the season? And if so, what can they then do to probably bear the season, the season. bear the period? All right. So I'm speaking from experience. I dread the holiday season a lot of the time. Okay. Yeah, that's shocking. That's interesting. <laughs> I spend it probably like isolated, not around family as much. It could be a lot of things. Okay. Financial struggles. In the Jamaican culture, we know a lot of the times, Christmas time, you want to paint the house. True. You want to buy a new bird spread. Yep. You want to build on your house. You want to expand your space. Mm -hmm. Some people, it's not in their financial bracket, but they're not very realistic about that. So that ties into social comparison as well. I could see you building on your house. Mm -hmm. You're buying presents for your kids. Mm -hmm. You're doing this for yourself. I know I don't have the money to do it, but because Miss Daly is doing it, I have to do it too. And sometimes I have to outdo Miss Daly to say, all right, I'm living this life and I'm achieving this. So social comparison, mm-hmm. social obligations as well. It's a time when people come together, family and yes. friends, and we feel like, all right, I may not be in the mood to be social, but I'm obligated to be because it's a season for that. And people are expecting me to leave my house, come on to my mm-hmm. shell, go to Grand Market and to have a good time. So those are some other reasons. Right. Let's unpack that second one for a bit, though. Because for some people, family isn't necessarily... Some family members aren't necessarily mm-hmm. the kind of persons you want to be around for an extended period. So for those people who will end up spending time with family, Chrisanne, who they don't necessarily want to be with them, what are some tips you would say to them? Say, hey, this is a way to deal with this. To do that, the first thing is to set boundaries. So boundaries, of course, are the lines, are the parameters that we put in place to say, all right, this is how I protect myself and protect my Mm well-being. That can look like saying no. You can say no if you don't want to spend time with them. Just because you're obligated to, if you really don't feel like it, you don't have to. And a lot of people, they don't know that it's okay to say no. They say yes because, all right, my family expects me to show up Mm -hmm. and I have to please them. Mm -hmm. But you can say no. Take a step back if you want to spend time with yourself. If you want to just 
spend time doing something you love, it's actually okay to do that. So you have to set boundaries, communicate what your expectations are, and you start by addressing your feelings about it. If you're not being around your family, mm -hmm. it's contangerous. It causes a lot of conflict and tension. Do you really want to put yourself in that situation? So setting boundaries, I realize mm. it's two things. A lot of people say, all right, don't speak to me this way or don't treat me this way mm -hmm. in family, in friends. But mm -hmm. boundaries can also, like, don't go where people speak to me in a certain way. So, yeah. Hmm. I'm, 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 I'm allowing that to sink for a bit because I think a lot of times, a lot of people don't, don't, don't think about boundaries it that way. In, 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 that, in that way. But isn't that easier said than done, though? It is. It really, really is. So the thing with setting boundaries, we have to keep ourselves accountable. So don't just have in mind, all right, I'm going to have the boundaries and mm -hmm. you just leave it and expect them to be enforced. You write them down, you take account of your emotions, how you feel about them. And also be willing to modify your boundaries as you go along because mm -hmm. things will change, life will change. So in being willing to modify them as well, sometimes you may find for your boundaries, compromise can be okay for things you're willing to negotiate about. Mm -hmm. But also have boundaries where like you put your foot down and they're your non-negotiables. So have a little mixture of both. It's going to be hard, but you can start by practicing. Start small by probably saying no to something today. Mm -hmm. Or like, I'm going to choose to do this for myself to protect my well-being. And you see, when you start small, it propels you to take bigger steps as it relates to setting boundaries. There's something you said earlier that I want you to, to just backtrack a bit. You said, okay. take account of your emotions. Because... <laughs> A lot of us sometimes don't allow ourselves to feel what to we're feel. feeling. I'm such a person. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're telling us to say, okay, yeah. how, how, how do you do that when it is not something you're accustomed to doing, which yeah, is to stop and allow yourself to feel? Because that's basically what you're saying. Yeah. I, you know, I had an experience in the past few weeks where. I wasn't confronting my emotions at all. Okay. And I was like, okay. I didn't even know how to pray about it. Mm -hmm. And I thought of something. I was like, what to do when you can't find the words? So I started to kind of think of activities I could perhaps use. Mm -hmm. And I found myself, I grabbed a book. I grabbed some crayons or some different color paints. And I just started scribbling. Whatever emotion I thought was there, I gave it a color until I was able to have this big ball of mist. I was probably just like, okay, maybe this color could be fear. Maybe this color could be guilt. Mm -hmm. And it made it a lot easier to say, wow, I have a lot to untangle. And that made it a little bit easier to sit with it and try to figure things out. So you have to find what works for you. And it starts with honesty. If you know you're not okay, don't tell yourself that you're mm -hmm. okay. And you don't have to lie to your friends and be like, I'm fine. It's okay to not want to talk about something if it's wrong, but it's mm -hmm. actually fine to not be okay. So you have to be willing to be honest with ourselves. Okay. Is this gender specific though? Meaning... Mm -hmm. A lot of, well, and I don't want to end up sounding sexist, so I have to be very careful, careful how I say this, but more often than not, it is females who will be more open to allowing themselves to feel. So for the men who are saying, yeah, yeah, you know, that's a female thing. What's your response to that? So, mate, I've had experiences where it's definitely harder for them, but I know that brotherhood is a big thing okay. amongst males. Okay. So if you can find people that you can relate to and people that you can trust, I to give it a shot. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. If you don't try to trust people, you'll really never know. You have to be willing to give it a shot.
Okay, okay, okay. We're gonna take a short break and get a word from our partners. We'll be right back. You can't live your best life without a healthy immune system. Boost your immune system the delicious way with Zappi's organic juices and punches. Made from local produce with zero added sugar, our juices cleanse and revitalize your body as they boost your natural immunity. Try our delicious flavors. Beat it. Berry bomb. Get fresh. Ton up. And island splash. Find us on Instagram at Zappi's Organics. Or call or send a WhatsApp message at 1-876-779-8910 to order today. That's 1-876-779-8910. Zappi's Organic Juices and Punches. Live your best life today. Language Institute was created to meet your language and communication needs. All of our packages were created just for you. We are passionate about language and dedicated to your success. We offer the CSEC English program, the Study Body program, the Get Ahead with English program, and the Business Communication program. Contact us at 767 285-0938 or email us at langdolanguage at gmail.com because the real question is how can we help you? Last is all I care to do You loving me I loving you Fathers and fathers Husbands and wives so just before the break we're, we're, we're as asking if it is gender specific so males find it sometimes difficult and I think sometimes it has a lot to do with how they're socialized so mm -hmm. how then can we even help to change that perception that boy man a man a man must, mustn't express their man mustn't you know show their emotions right, I'm going to add two letters before the word man human Ah. A lot of the times we forget that, all right, men are people too, and they have feelings. Just like how with teachers in the classroom, we forget, all right, mm -hmm. they're just teachers, they're just professionals. Miss mm -hmm. Daly is also a person with feelings. Mm -hmm. The person behind the camera is also somebody with feelings. Men are persons with feelings. And I find that if a lot of persons, especially females, because, you know, females and males are friends, if we hold spaces for our men and allow them the freedom to speak, a lot can change. How can we then create these spaces, though, Kristan? Create these spaces, Because right. in all of this, it then goes back to what we started out talking about, the whole idea of surviving the holidays. Surviving the holidays. Mm -hmm. What I found for my male friends, at least, and mm -hmm. hopefully this can help somebody, 
if I study their pattern, how they respond to certain things, I'm like, all right, he's shutting down or he's having a hard time. I make it known that I'm there for them. So I leave a space and I show up for them. So I know that when it gets to a certain point and they're willing to share something, they know that, all right, Chrisanne is there because I can count on her and she's provided this opportunity to say, all right, I can talk to her and she's going to listen. I don't approach them with judgment. I'm not very harsh on them when mm-hmm, they make certain mm-hmm, decisions. Mm-hmm. I try to be as understanding as possible. And it really does help when we think about it from an empathetic perspective, putting ourselves in their shoes. How would we want to be treated when we're having a hard time and when we're grappling with certain things and we're not sure how to gauge them or how to navigate? Okay. Well, this is because Chrisanne pays attention to her That's male, true. to her <laughs> you know male friends or male family members so a lot of persons don't do that because more often than not the males act as if they're just so in charge of everything so that's true and we don't allow them the opportunity to say all right it's okay to let your guard down and it goes back to what you say how they're socialized Mm -hmm. but here's the thing socialization can always change and as we go through life we learn and we unlearn and we relearn so we also have to really pay attention and do our best to reapply ourselves to create those safe spaces. Okay, okay. So you started out with social comparison. And I'm forgetting what the first one was. You said social comparison. What was the other one? I spoke about financial struggles as right. well. Right, okay. Now, the, a lot of persons don't necessarily have much control over that in terms mm-hmm. of not being able to because of financial constraints. Mm-hmm. What is your advice to those who allow this season to really get to them? Yeah, really yeah, get to them is right. Mm-hmm. So as it relates to spending, mm-hmm. so I have found, and it really does time in social comparison. A lot of the times if we take our eyes off what others are able to do and we focus on, okay, I actually have this and it is sufficient. Gratitude plays a big part in it. As well as we have to set realistic expectations. If we're in a position where we can't afford something, why are you going to do it? If you live above mm-hmm. your means today, you're going to live below your means tomorrow. So you have to try as best as possible. Be real with yourself. Be real with where you're at. And as best as possible. In everything, of course, persons might have it better than you. But in everything, no matter how little you may have your undercurrent of joy. And there's mm-hmm. always reasons to be grateful. Yeah, yeah. So we started out talking about the whole idea of those who will dread the season. You said that there are those two things that probably would, two factors that would influence that. Are there any other factors that you think would influence people dreading A big the one. holiday season? Grief. Yeah. A lot of people, either they okay. lose people during the holiday season or they've lost somebody in the past around this time. And even around this time, if you, you're not going to work or for myself who's not in school, you have a lot of time to sort of slow down and things catch up with you. So if you lost persons earlier in the year, you haven't grieved properly. Mm-hmm. Around this time, it kind of just sits and then everything just fizzles as well. And something, I'm not sure how many people know about it, called SAD. And I don't mean the emotion. SAD. SAD, okay. I don't mean the emotion. It's mm-hmm. called seasonal affective disorder. So what it is, it's a seasonal depression. And a lot mm-hmm. of the times it happens in the fall and in the winter. So just because the climate changes and the atmosphere changes, even though it's a season to be jolly and merry for a lot of people, mm-hmm. just because of the season and their biology, they get depressed. And some people, they don't even know about it and they don't even realize it. Yeah. But it does happen. Yeah, yeah, okay. So we've dealt with, with those who might end up dreading the season. For those who are saying, yes, 
This is my favorite time <laughs> of the year. I get to spend time with family. What what advice? Because even in all of that, there's still some ways that you still need to, you know, manage it because you could also then go to the extreme. But for those who are looking forward to it, what tips do you have for them as well? Hey, we know you're enjoying the conversation. But guess what? This is just part one of a two-part conversation. Join us next week for part two. Fathers, husbands and wives, sisters and brothers.